Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Chan, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Chan Medical School. Thanks for tuning in to the Voices of UMass Chan. My name is Kaylee Puglis, and I'm a video production specialist in the Office of Communications. In today's episode, we hear from medical student Theo Eldor. He's been recognized for his contributions to the development of the LGBTQIA research and community. We'll learn about his community-based research and his advocacy. Theo, thanks for joining us. Can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, my name is Theo Eldor, and I'm a fourth-year medical student at the T.H. Chan School of Medicine at UMass Chan Medical School. So great to have you here. Tell me about your life growing up, your family, where you're from, and your journey leading up to medical school. Yeah, so kind of a long, strange journey to get from where I started into medical school. I was born and raised in Spokane, Washington, and it's always fun when people on the East Coast here think Washington State instead of Washington, D.C. And my family wasn't a medical family in particular. My mom was a 911 operator. My dad worked several odd jobs, including some sales, working in a group home for people with developmental disabilities, teaching, most important to me, taking care of me. <laughs> I had a really nice childhood. I think where it kind of took a turn was when I was 13, my mom was diagnosed with colon cancer. And that was when I started spending a lot of time in hospitals and doctor's offices, and it became almost a second home to me. And I saw a lot of things in those places that I really took with me and wanted to bring with me on my career, but I still wasn't set on medicine at that point. If you look back at my sixth grade yearbook, I did say that I wanted to be a pediatrician, but I also said I wanted to be a psychologist and a cartographer. So that might have just been the three jobs that I knew at that point in my life. <laughs> but things do have a way of coming full circle. And in high school, I worked for an organization called the Teen Action Board, which is a part of Planned Parenthood of the Inland Northwest, which is now the Greater Northwest Washington and Idaho, which the point of that organization was to basically take a group of youth in the area and teach them about sexual health so we could then serve as resources to our peers. And that got me interested in health education, which I continued at college at Mount Holyoke, but I still had no idea I was going to be a science person or go into medicine at all. I majored in politics, and for a while I thought that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to work at a nonprofit or potentially political strategy, field organizing, and things along those lines. And after I graduated college, I spent two years with Teach for America in the Las Vegas Valley, and when I was in that role, I was able to really see just how much change can be affected on the ground, speaking to people, meeting them where they're at. And I started turning my attention away from what I thought was my future, a lot of lobbying and campaigning, things along those lines, and started embracing ways that I could really make a change in everyday life, just on the ground. And this is also around the time that I was beginning to embrace my transgender identity. I was affiliated with a group called Gender Justice Nevada in Las Vegas, Nevada, which was an extremely influential group that actually gave Nevada some of the best trans protections in the country well before it was popular. And I met so many influential people through there. And I can honestly say that some of my heroes are 12 and 13 years old. These were kids who were talking to the school board and fighting the administrators just to get to be able to go to the bathroom and be treated like normal people regular citizens of their school who didn't ask to be activists, but got thrust into that role just because of who they were. And that really started me thinking that I wanted to use my privilege to be an advocate for the underserved. And that's when I started thinking, I've been extremely lucky with all the privilege that I've had. And 
that's what eventually drove me to apply to medical school, just to be an advocate and an agent for change. Wow, what an incredible journey. I love to hear that. I love that and all that you stand for. You're part of the Perch track here at UMass Chan. Can you tell me about that and why that interested you? When I was applying to medical school, I was really drawn to the population-based urban and rural community health track, or as we call it, the PERCH track, for so many reasons. A big one was that I did my undergrad part one in Western Massachusetts at Mount Holyoke. So I had gotten to know the whole I-91 corridor in some ways, and it would have been a really wonderful experience for me to be able to come back home to what was the cradle of a lot of the beginnings of my dreams and aspirations. And then number two, I just really wanted to be out on the streets, in the community, meeting people where they were at and helping them with the things that they needed. For me as an activist, it's really important to not tell people what I think they need. It's important to talk to them and share their stories. And through those words and stories, that's where we can truly build bridges and mend misunderstandings and get to a point where we can make the change that matters to the people who need it the most. And I thought that Perch offered a wonderful opportunity to do that because of the emphasis on community health and the emphasis on going to the jails, going to farms and rural areas, exploring downtown Springfield, are some of the things that we've done in Perch that enabled us to be in those communities, not just reading about them. And that was what really drove me to want to be part of this program. Was that a factor in why you chose UMass Chan when you were deciding what medical school to attend? Yes, it absolutely was. And because of the fact that I was able to be out in the community and do this community-based work and advocacy, that was a major factor in me choosing UMass Chan Medical School. Amazing. And can you tell me about your capstone project? Yes. So I was really honored to have the chance to work with Tapestry Health, first of all, for the two-week population health clerkship that all medical school second-year students do. And initially with them, we worked to survey different advanced practice practitioners at their programs to try and figure out barriers to rolling out a gender-affirming hormone therapy model, which the Greenfield program had implemented, but the other ones were a little bit slower to implement. And because of that, I know that they have definitely done a lot more work to get that practice rolling out, and that was wonderful. But that relationship that I built with Tapestry was the factor that made me think to call them first when I thought I want to do something community-based for my capstone. So Tapestry has recently established a mobile hepatitis C treatment van, and they're bringing a cure for hepatitis C to some of the most vulnerable populations in our area in Western Massachusetts. So what I'll be doing is I'll be on that van, traveling around, meeting people, hearing their stories about their diagnosis, how they were treated, their treatment process, the aspects that make them them, and thinking about ways that Tapestry can really embrace these patients and use their stories to bring this cure to as many people as possible. Fantastic. And your resume is already quite extensive. Can you tell us about a few things that you're particularly proud of during your time at UMass Chan? Yeah, so there's a few things. Something that I'm really proud of working on my time here has been my time with QMAS, which is the LGBTQIA student organization. And what QMAS does is, at its core, just establish a community for people of all identities. And there's education through our Health of Sexual Gender Minorities, OEE. There's social events, there's advocacy that we do. So getting to further that advocacy was a major goal of mine in medical school throughout the rest of my career. And getting to engage in that has been awesome. Another thing that I'm really proud of was the Narratives in Medicine, OEE, which I was able to co-lead for two years, my first and second year. And when we say narrative, what that means is anything. It could be a book, a poem. We looked at works of art, 
And so it's a Grey's Anatomy, all sorts of things, whatever you can think of that's a narrative. And then we simply discuss them through various lenses of identity, like race, gender identity, immigrants, things like that. Because I really believe that the reason why there are rifts in our society today is because we're missing those stories. It's so easy to other somebody else when you've never met them, when you just have this big blank cipher that you're projecting all of your own fears and worries and stereotypes upon. But once you actually meet somebody and hear their story and look in their eyes and get to see that part of their soul that they share with you, that's how we can move forward and make change. And that's how we can help heal a lot of these fractures that exist in society. So being able to be a conduit for some of those stories was not only a way for me to help spread that idea of change, but was also a way for me to learn more and to keep learning and a great reminder for me to just always keep listening. What is your role in QMass? In my second year, I was part of leadership. Now as a fourth year, I'm part of QMass West, which is the expansion of QMass into the Springfield area for our Bay State students. And that's something that was established a few years ago, and we're really getting it off the ground and making connections with faculty, thinking about things that could best serve our Springfield learners and our UMass learners who go work at Bay State as well. So we're really excited about what we have in store for that. Great. Another thing that struck me from your resume is a few years ago, you did some research on gender-affirming anatomy representation. Can you tell me a bit about that? In the summer of 2020, I worked with Dr. Yasmin Carter to help create a 3D model of post-gender-affirming surgery anatomy, which is so important because... Oftentimes, people have to travel a really long ways to get this surgery, and if they have a complication, it may not be economically or logistically feasible to go back to the surgeon who did the surgery. So people will then go to their PCP or whoever's in the area, but there are so few resources that represent this anatomy accurately. So there's a big dearth in education for people to get that help that they need. So we are working to find ways to make these models so you can actually see in real 3D space what the anatomy looks like and practitioners can then better visualize the structural changes and alterations that have been made to better serve their patients who do have these complications. That's excellent. And what about outside the classroom? What do you enjoy in your spare time? So actually one of my biggest passion, one of my biggest passions in life actually, and this is going to sound really nerdy, is trivia. And that's one of my favorite activities to do in the Worcester area. Redemption Rock in particular has a great monthly trivia night that's really phenomenal. And I've always dreamed of going on Jeopardy. I have all of these wild dreams in my mind. But I think for me, it's just really fun to learn things and to know things. And you never know when you can make a connection with somebody. And at the risk of sounding trite, maybe you know that random city that somebody's from and where it is and people even don't know that or maybe you know what that food is that's somebody's favorite food of their culture and it can be ways to just make connections with the information that you have do you have a favorite trivia fun fact or what do you think is your strongest area of trivia expertise for my birthday this year my friends made me a trivia themed murder mystery and my specialty on that was somehow sports, and I don't know how this happened. I think it's just that a lot of the people I hang out with are not big sports people, but I was a weird combination of jock and nerd in high school, and I think some of that has rubbed off and stayed with me. Well, it's good to be well-rounded. Circling back to your life in the classroom, what do you like about being a student here? I think my favorite thing about UMass Chan Medical School is the student population. Everybody here is open and friendly and willing to help out when you ask. I genuinely think that if I were to 
sit down next to anybody in the school. I could just strike up a conversation with them and it wouldn't be weird. People care about what you're doing. They care about you. They're willing to help. And there's just a great open spirit of collaboration that has been a wonderful, enriching environment to learn in. Awesome. What about Worcester and central Massachusetts in general? I think my favorite thing about the Worcester, central Massachusetts area is that I view Worcester as almost an underdog city of sorts, where people are scrappy here, they're working class, they're people who are hardworking and doing their best, and that really speaks to me. Okay, this next question stumps some people, but what would you say are three words to describe UMass Chan Medical School? I think that three words that I would use to describe UMass Chan Medical School are collaborative, open, and trailblazing. Amazing. Love that. What advice would you offer a prospective student thinking about attending UMass Chan? That's a great question. I think what I would say to any student considering UMass Chan Medical School, but especially a member of the LGBTQIA community or a transgender or gender nonconforming student would be that there's a lot of work to still be done at UMass Chan and there's no way around that. But this is also a point where we're beginning a lot of that work and getting so much work off the ground that there are so many opportunities for you to have here. So many projects, opportunities for advocacy, research. And if you have it in your mind and you create it and you work on it, those opportunities will open up in front of you. And we need you here at UMass Chan. You are the kind of person that deserves to be at our school and belongs here. And there are so many ways that you can really revolutionize UMass Chan. That is fabulous. Thank you. We spoke a lot about your past and what got you here, but what is next for you? What are you hoping for for your future in the medical field? So at this point, when I look towards the future and what I want to pursue later in life, I'm currently choosing between med peds and pediatrics. What is it about pediatrics that excites you? I think that there's just so much opportunity when you have children, both to heal them, of course, which is a nice part of the deal, but also to be a role model and a figure in their lives that can really change everything. Having that one supportive person can mean so much to kids. For example, when I was on my family medicine rotation, I had a 15-year-old patient, and after we had his mother leave the room, he acknowledged the rainbow badge that I had, and he spoke to me about being gay and how important it was for him to see somebody who was proud and open and who was a safe space. And I think that there is that possibility to maybe be the only person that a child has in their life who is a safe space and who can support them and who can give them the information and resources that they need in order to not just make healthy choices, but to embrace themselves and become who they are fully without that shame and without that fear. And that's the role that I would love to play in somebody's life. Love that. Well, Theo, thank you so much for your time. We're so happy to hear about your time so far and your continuing journey at UMass Jan. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the voices of UMass Chan. I'm your host this week, Kaylee Puglis, and we'll see you for our next episode. Follow us at UMass Chan on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. On YouTube, find us at UMass Chan Medical School.